Welcome to um, episode 11 of What's Your Damage Duffy. It's been a minute, I'm not gonna lie. And I don't really have any excuses, but I, I would say that I do actually because I think it's been like three months and I upload like monthly episodes. So I think I, I, I missed like three episodes according to my schedule, but Okay, let me start talking about my excuses first, and then I'm gonna just jump right into it. Um, so, I think the first month I missed was uh, May. So, May was a pretty busy month for me. I had finals. I had, um, I had an oral for my English class, which determines... Um, the 30% of my grade and I was just super stressed out about that. I also had a global politics oral and if you don't do the IB, an oral is like a 10 minute presentation where you can have notes but you cannot re-record it or whatever and you just like talk about an issue and like, you know, the, the details vary according to the subject but um, you don't do it from every class, however, um, I do it for global politics, English, and Turkish, and I'm done with English for forever, yay. Um, I, I, I'm doing the Turkish one next year, um, and I have two more for politics, so yeah. And I had the finals, which required a lot of studying, and as you, may, you guys may know, I am a very accomplished procrastinator so it kind of took me a lot of effort to just sit down and start studying and when I was not studying I was just stressing out and crying about how I was not studying so I was just not in the right mental state I would definitely say and I didn't feel like recording anything I didn't have any ideas or whatever but now I do and yeah <laughs> that's pretty much it um, and today I want to talk about heart stopper yay <laughs> so ow I just hit my hand um, whatever <laughs> so heart stopper is a Netflix series that just came out no Actually, that's a big fucking lie. It did not just come out, but it came out in either May or like the beginning of June. Actually, I think it's May, but I was just like planning on recording an episode on June because it was Pride Month, as you know, and I wanted to do the episode on Heartstopper on June. Like I wanted to upload it on June so that it would be like um, more special, I guess, but it's too late for that <laughs> so as you guys may know it is adapted from the graphic novel series heartstopper by alice oseman and i started reading the series i think when pandemic first hit it was march 2020 and i i think it was like the first time that i read a graphic novel series that wasn't like superhero comics or whatever and that was also not manga so it was a really nice experience for me um it really helped me come to the like come to peace 
with uh, my sexuality and the way I express it. I think I think actually a pandemic was a great opportunity for that. I know we're going off topic right now, but I it's just a thought I have all the time like considering how many people changed drastically over the pandemic. They changed their hairstyles, their their fashion um, sense and all of that and a lot of people came out like um, as LGBT plus and I think pandemic was super special because when you're at school you do not realize how much pressure there is around you to be like the other kids um, unless you're out of that atmosphere Um, and when you go out of that atmosphere you're like holy shit I was trying to be someone that was not me for such a long time and it was exhausting and I think pandemic obviously um rest in peace um to all those who died because of COVID-19 and also the people who mourned for their loved ones um obviously I'm not saying pandemic blessed us or whatever but since it already happened I'm just like thinking I'm trying to think of the like advantages or like the good sides of it and I think the most important um pro of pandemic was that it made a lot of people realize who they actually are and it was a great opportunity to just sit down and be alone with your own thoughts without anyone else judging you or um I don't know sabotaging your um self-identity journey if you know what i mean so it was a great time and heartstopper was also helped me a lot that's not a correct sentence heartstopper also um helped me a lot with that i think and it was great timing and i think i read um the first two um like over march and then I don't know when I read the third one. I think like later on. And then I read the last one like in 2021. I'm pretty sure. Um, it was also spring. And I cannot wait for the fifth one. Um, I think it's great. And to talk about like how... Okay, so I'm mainly going to talk about the show. So this is not going to be one of those episodes where I um, compare the book and the movie slash series because you know I did one like that with you the the series and versus the book and you guys know I read the book for the um, podcast and I was super proud of that if you remember that episode and I'm gonna do another one actually like book versus adaptation for the hating game which is also gonna be out soon but today I just want to talk about the series Heartstopper but Obviously, I cannot do that without um, mentioning at least where where the series Heartstopper, like where the idea comes from. And I think Alice Oseman is a great artist and they really just have the spirit for it, obviously, probably because they're queer as well. Also, I'm pretty sure um, they go by she day, but I'm not sure. So I'm just going to use they, them pronouns, I think. Um, And 
it was a great piece of art um the the original series as well and i think the adaptation was a great job as a person who mostly prefer the books um it was really great and i found no mistakes like it was great the actors the soundtrack the the plot did not change at all i'm pretty sure and maybe some minor changes but like it 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 was perfectly balanced i think like you know when you read a book and then when you see the adaptation it is very possible that you're just going to be like oh but that's not what happened in a book and then you get mad as like the og bookworm and your friends are like shut the fuck up i think that didn't happen in heartstopper i'm pretty sure and it, it was great i gave it 10 its imdb rating is 8.7 which is quite decent and as it should honestly i i don't i don't know why anyone would not give it a 10 but i'm gonna blame it on homophobia because it is a perfect show and everyone can shut the fuck up if they have nothing nice to say <laughs> um so the creator is alice oseman and i i i definitely believe that the reason why it was so successful and um realistic and flawless was because the creator of the series also had a lot to say on the um on the series itself and i think that's how you make a successful adaptation i i truly believe in that if you guys remember my very first episode i did it on a movie that just pissed me off so much related to the beatles and i compared how um in bohemian rhapsody um the alive band members were so involved in the uh, making of the movie that it turned out great but in the beatles movie um the members were just like oh good job i'm glad they did this but they were never actually involved and the movie turned out shitty and this is also another case where i um, present my argument that if the original creator is involved and if if the you know the industry or the ones that are making the movie whatever the crew or whatever um if they're listening to the person who actually created the series they're gonna do a great job but if they ignore that person or if they don't even involve them and if they don't even ask them anything i think it's 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 doomed to turn out to turn out shitty and that is my opinion, obviously. But also, I think I gave the all the Heartstopper books a 5 out of 5 on Goodreads. Um, and the series also got 10 out of 10. And I'm super happy. And this episode is basically about why it's the greenest flag in the industry right now. The show Heartstopper. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to dive in a bit more i guess so let's begin okay so first things first i want to talk about the cast because the cast was chosen so perfectly i've never seen such a great casting i'm gonna be honest i don't know who who did the casting but thanks to them 
they they saved our life <laughs> um so first of all they look exactly like the way they look in the graphic novel series and i think that is just so impressive because there is not one person that does not look like um the original um comic character and that is just so perfect to see because as a bookworm i feel like alice oseman just considered what what the um what the graphic novel series fans would want to see on the screen um and not just the people who were just gonna randomly watch the show for the first time without knowing about the series um so i feel like they were pretty careful that and they try to make sure that um we just saw exactly what we imagined as we were reading the series and i i thought that was lovely um all the characters look amazing i love the cast so much by the way like as you know um besides their acting and everything else like their performance on the show i love the actual people <laughs> like their personalities i saw that they went to a pride parade together and they were like flipping off um the homophobes in the pride parade and it was just so fun to see them and i think um joe Locke and who was the guy that that plays ben uh i'm just gonna say it now just give me two seconds jesus christ what was his name okay you know what you know what never mind oh sebastian croft yeah i think they're dating in real life and i was just like ah, that's so cute because like in the show ben is such an asshole and it's great it's great to know that in real life is like the exact opposite and i love that because imagine how fun it it could it must have been while they were filming it and they were like faking arguments and shit i know i love that when that happens you know when the two actors are like lovers in real life but then in the show slash movie they're like fucking haters to life it's it's great to see you know and i find out later on whatever and also such a diverse cast i think i think this is exactly you know what like if gen z collectively directed and like created a series heartstopper would be that because the diversity is amazing i have no idea about kit connor's sexuality and i think he's pretty pissed about people just assuming his sexuality and i completely wholeheartedly agree with that you cannot push someone to come out also it's literally his business and also you can obviously have a guess but to be like in the internet oh he's gay for sure like shut the fuck up you don't know that and also you don't have the right to say that about a person and this is also another pro i was gonna say about the show all of the cast is super young kid connor is only a year older than me which makes me super happy by the way i want to marry him <laughs> and the rest of the cast is also like maximum in their 20s and that's just great because you know how it is like a very classic issue and complaint 
um, when the series slash movie is set in like high school, but the people who are playing the characters are like in their 30s and they all look perfectly gorgeous with their skin, with their bodies. And the, the actual high school kids who watch the show um, slash movie are like, what the fuck? I don't look like this. Am I supposed to look like this? And then we feel self-conscious. I personally um, experienced that, you know, because they have perfect skin. And then when you look at the actor's real pictures at that age, they look more flawed, you know, but not in a bad way, just like in a realistic way. And it just proves how, how much you like glow up between like in that gap in your 20s your skin is more you know is healthier your body you know your face also just like settles down a lot more and like you get taller you know you just you just look prettier when you once you pass your teen years and that's just like universally accepted but when movie producers do that it just sucks because the audience is people who are you know very much likely to compare um, themselves to those people and feel self-conscious and your teen years is when you feel self-conscious the most so it's really it's really harmful in my opinion so that's why I think it's such a green flag that the cast um, is all like they all have realistic ages you know but i was also talking about the diversity so i'm gonna come back to that you know um with tau asian representation which with l literally trans representation amazing and not just trans representation but also a black trans woman you know in the lead and that's just fucking great i know the show is like mainly about charlie and nick but I think Elle has a really big role as well. And I, I, I thought what they did was great. And also the actress, Yasmin Finney, I think if that's how you pronounce it, she's gorgeous. I love her. I love her so much. Um, also the person who is who Darcy in the show, um, they're non-binary. And also, once again, um person of color with uh what was her name jesus christ i forgot all the characters names darcy's girlfriend and also the characters sexuality in the show you know like apart from the diversity in the casting i think the diversity in the show itself as well is fucking amazing because like trans gay bisexual lesbian it is such an amazing show and i loved it um i think personally nick nelson is a character that i've really needed to see on screen because okay so this is where i talk about personal stuff as well in case you're um interested about my personal story (laughs) Okay, so I think I mentioned a couple of times that I identify as bisexual, although I'm questioning if I'm pansexual. I'm also questioning if I 
could go by she day okay you know it's it's a it's a whole ass journey it's all ups and downs and it's confusing as fuck but we have all the time in the world to figure it out so please don't stress yourself out about your identity and your um sexual orientation um and i think i should also take that advice because i kind of like worry about it so much i think in your teen years it's like such a rush like you feel like you you gotta know um what you are and what you want to do and it's just such a pressure and it's so unnecessary because i've only lived like a quarter of my life let's say um so i have all the time to figure it out and people make you feel like you should know by that time and some people are like oh it's just a phase and they don't take you seriously and that's not what you want to hear either obviously um whatever so i identify as bisexual and me figuring it out was a was quite a journey i'm gonna tell you the story um and if helen is listening to this helen i love you and you have no idea how greatly uh, you influenced my entire life and this is also a moment where you did that <laughs> so I was like okay so I was introduced to Billie Eilish um, thanks to Helen and we were in seventh grade so she wasn't even that popular like it was she was underground at that time and we were just like listening to her songs and I'm like oh I wonder what she looks like because she was like 16 or something and I was like super interested how a girl who is 16 15 could make such great songs and such original songs actually and then we googled her and we were together with helen and i was like oh my gosh she's so pretty and i'd never really felt that way about a girl i'd never um how do i say um acknowledged that i felt that way about a girl and she was like oh maybe you have a crush on her you <laughs> Helen was like oh maybe you have a crush on her and I'm like no I like boys I'm not gay and my dear friend Helen was like have you heard of bisexuality where you can like both and I was like whoa what and I'm like 13 and I'm like what the shit you know it was so funny and then and then Helen was like just think about it like would you go on a date with her and I was like hell yeah And then she's like, well, then you might be bisexual. And that's when my entire life and identity changed. And I always mention Helen. Um, and like, I emphasize it. I emphasize that she was the one who literally made me discover that every time I tell the story, because... I don't know where I would have been without her in general, but also the role and the influence she had on me when it came to discovering who I really was and the fact that she was there all along supporting me as I tried to figure out was amazing. And I love you, Helen, if you're listening to this. You you are literally, you are too good for me. I love you. <laughs> So yeah, that's how I realized I was bisexual and I also um, googled a lot of am I gay quizzes, obviously. <laughs> I still sometimes do it because I sometimes feel like a lesbian and I'm like, no, I'm not a lesbian. But I also feel like I'm pan these days, as I just told you. So 
you know, it's it's a spectrum, guys. I, I, I think I'm just going to call myself queer, but um, once again, like, it, the, the label bisexual is helping me a lot. I, I feel like myself when I say that I'm bisexual, but I don't feel that way about the label pansexual, so I don't really know, and I think, like, bisexual, bisexuality kind of, like, covers pansexuality as well so like they're they're kind of like um they intersect so i don't know whatever we're not here to talk about my um sexuality and sexual orientation identity whatever but i just i think it is important that i mention my own journey um while i try to explain to you why this show is literally a lifesaver for so many kids out there you know kids, teen, whatever, um, what else was I gonna say, huh, yes, okay, I remembered, um, so when Nick was, like, googling am I gay quizzes, and then he, he was, like, super confused, and, like, why am I, like, this was playing in the back, and he was, like, crying about it, because he wasn't sure, like, he knew he wasn't gay, but then he knew that he wasn't straight either, and I think, that was such an important moment in show for the bisexual community because um, I know that every community has their own problems, but I think bisexuality is a very tough um, sexual orientation to have around, you know, people, especially older people, because I feel like they're okay with people being gay and lesbian, but when you try to explain to them that they that you like both they're gonna call you a person who's more likely to cheat a person who cannot make up their mind a person who's confused a person who is just going through a phase and i feel like bisexuality is never seen as something you can settle in and rather as a a stop um, on the way and it's it's never seen as the final destination because you can never like both you gotta decide at some point you're right in the middle according to a lot of people and I think that struggle is very very overwhelming in like the shittiest way ever and it makes people not take you seriously and it makes you grow more and more self-conscious unless you find the right people and the right representation. And I think that's why Heartstopper is super important for um, the bisexual community. And I felt there are no words to describe how seen and heard I felt um, in that scene where Nick was just crying, trying to figure out how he could like both. And, and there was nothing on the internet that um that showed him that there is also a name and label for exactly how he's feeling and i get that some people don't prefer labels but personally and i i think um i wouldn't be wrong if i say this for a lot of people as well when you find your label it can be the safest feeling ever in the world sometimes right when you need it um and Sometimes you don't know who you are and you want to literally kill yourself and hurt yourself and you hate yourself for it because there is nowhere you belong. But when you find that right label, it's like 
letting out a breath that you didn't know you were holding for so long and it was very important um both the character nick nelson and that specific scene in the show and i would also love to talk about the soundtrack because the soundtrack is amazing all those songs and i did some research on the soundtrack literally most of the um artists um in the soundtrack are also queer and i think that is so amazing because like i i i love it when people have like a queer um how do i say it production in their hands and like everything and everyone that's involved in it is also um within the queer community because i personally don't like it when a straight person um plays like a mm, queer person or like a cis person plays a trans person i think it is so great that the actors and the artists um with their songs also showed us representation apart from the show but and within the show as well so i think it was like it was as a whole from the lgbt plus community and i think that's just great um the songs i think created the perfect atmosphere in each scene and i thought that was great and the fact that the artists are mostly queer is also fucking great i also discovered a lot of great songs <laughs> cuz i think songs are also really important in our lives you know what i'm saying cuz like when you when you like a girl there's not much you can listen to you know what i'm saying like claro girl in red haley kyoko and whatever so every time a queer artist creates a song about falling in love and being queer it's you feel less alone and i think it's great that they involved like those specific songs throughout the show so it it was it, it's as i'm saying and as the title say says it's a greenest flag in the industry and i've literally i've never talked to anyone that said they didn't like the show like everyone i talked to maybe this is because my own um circle of people are obviously not homophobes because i would never be friends um with that type of people but literally everyone i talked to was like it is the most amazing thing i've ever watched in a while and not just my teen friends but i also talked to some teachers that are either allies or from the queer community and they all think it's amazing so it's also beyond the generations as well like the impact it had and i think our community the lgbt plus community um craves so much representation still in the 21st century that every time they make something it's it's just very much worshiped by us because we we crave it because it's still not enough because it's just people people rarely do stuff that have rep, that has rep, representation in them so like every time there is a book out there every time there is a song out there every time there is a movie 
series out there it's we just you know we hug it um as tight as we can as a community and i do think that's beautiful but i also think um but i also hope that at some point we won't need to hug it so tight you know because there's gonna be so many things available and i also feel like with the older generations like even the millennials they didn't have much to um look up to maybe with gay and lesbian um communities they kind of slowly they were beginning to have some representation in media but especially with the trans and bisexual community and also um with the gender identity gender identity is so new in media there's rarely anything about being non-binary or being trans you know so when it's it's just so good to see something like that on the media and to see that it is this successful because i think it's already like um i think two more seasons are coming and it's like it's like a hundred percent um and i can't even wait oh, it's it's so great to see that this show exists it's honestly um it's made me feel so safe and comfortable with who i am and i'm so happy for all the people in the community that felt less alone thanks to this show and it's so great to see how successful it it is also because there are so many queer people um included in the making of the series so it's their success too it is it is our success as a whole community and it's just it makes me so emotional to think about it um it is this show is definitely a part it it it's okay so i think it's it has such a big part in the in the lgbt plus movement because it's as i said i always thought media representation is like the most important thing especially um in a teen's life and especially um for the kids who live in more conservative areas you know maybe states and countries cities and as a turkish person also you don't get to see people that much who are who can safely express themselves around because this country is full of homophobes and conservative ass full of hate type of old people so it is great to be able to at least um in your room see something that makes you feel like you're not alone and then to be able to talk about your friends and within your own small communities i think i think that's what makes the show so special and and i i cannot be more grateful for it believe me so to talk more about like the technical stuff i loved how it also felt like an alice oseman work uh, throughout the series like with the little um drawings of, of like little animations of like leaves and like the little melodies you know when when you know when a special moment happens like when they talk to each other and get excited and i think it was great um that alice oseman 
did not sacrifice, like did not have to sacrifice from her own style as an artist as well and still maintained her um, artistic style in the series as well, even though it's, it's, it is out of being a graphic novel. And you would think that you cannot tell that it is adapted from um, a graphic novel by Al Sozman, but no, you can you can tell, and it's great. The little touches are what matters, and even I, I like the little detail that when Nick and Charlie are in the train, you can see Alice Oseman in the next seat drawing something, like doodling on her notebook, and she's like smiling. I, I love that. I hope everyone else noticed that because it was great. I was super happy about it, and I love how how close she is with the cast like she she's like best friends with them and i fucking love it i i fucking love how involved she was and i think literally every producer director whatever out there should follow that path you know i did move on to the she day pronouns because i just checked her instagram so it is now certain that they go by she day yay I just I, I just loved the cinematography in general like the colors the characters rooms they were they were all so self-expressive and it gave so many hints about the personalities of the characters and each 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 one of them was so detailed and um I love Tao so much for example and L and Tao's friendship and then relationship and just the intimacy in there and the fact that they got their own you know share of screen time is great i think it was really equally distributed it wasn't just about nick and charlie i loved also the lesbian representation um between darcy and the girl i just can't remember the name of um I'm sorry about that, guys. I, I, I'm literally all over the place. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I think these all just made it so realistic. Um, and I think we, we need this type of media more. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, you know? Like, I cannot wait for season two and season three. And... I'm genuinely super excited and I hope we get to see more from Alice Oseman and all the actors in the show because obviously they, most of them, I think literally all of them have started their careers with, with Heartstopper and they haven't been involved in any other, you know, bigger um, works. So I hope we can see them grow. And since I'm my age is like, we're around the same age as the cast, I cannot wait to see them grow as I grow as well. So that maybe, maybe that is also one of the reasons I feel so close to the actors as real people as well. I, I felt like they were my family, um, both during the show and outside of the show um so yeah <laughs> it's it's great <laughs> i get all i get all gushy and giggly when i think about the cast or like anything related to heartstopper and 
I think it is one of the best LGBT representation out there um, with its diversity and with how realistic it is. So if you haven't read it, I say read the series first and then watch. But obviously you decide what you want to do. <laughs> I'm not pushing you, but just either read or watch. But but expose yourself to Heartstopper is the only thing that I'm pushing you to do. <laughs> so um, that was it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I realized that I kind of um, stumbled upon my words a lot. And I kind of blabbered a lot since it had been a couple of months but i hope i can see you soon with the new episode as i said i have some ideas so hopefully you will in fact hear from me soon and hope you like this hope you're all right and thank you so much for listening to it this far if you have love you see you on the next one bye